Sports with Katie Nolan is presented by Coors Light, the beer made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, there have been multiple times during the pandemic where I've gone, oh, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. And Dan's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, the thing we were talking about. He's like, that was two Tuesdays ago. <laughs> Hello, Ritz Crackers. Welcome to Sports, the podcast that ends with the question mark but starts with the question. I'm Katie Nolan. She's Ashley. Hi. And this is today's question. Hi, Katie and Ashley. Um, since Travis is new, oh, by the way, this is Johnny. Since Travis is new, um, can we find out stuff about him already? Because I want to just know stuff already. Uh, like, what does he look like? Where is he from? Um, is he single? All that kind of stuff. Um, can you please tell us when you get the chance to? Yeah. All right. Love you. Mean it. Bye. I heard either Jeremy or Jenny. I couldn't tell. So I'm going to say, what's up, Jay? Oh, smart. Thank you for the voicemail. Love you. Also mean it. Lots of good questions. Mm-hmm. Travis, do you want us to take these for you? Um. For those, for anyone who's like, I, this is literally my first time listening to this podcast. What are we talking about? Travis, <laughs> who formerly had a, well, funny enough, a co-host named Jay, who was supposed to be the editor of this podcast and producer of this podcast, and then kind of became the third host of this podcast. He uh, has left, and now we have Travis. And I said when we started that I didn't want Travis to feel like he had to walk in here and be the new Jay, and so we were kind of in a um, a relegated or like you know less stressful he does i told him he doesn't have to talk that much preseason we're easing yeah, him into like it a, it's like a reduced role of like just fill yourself fill it out you know help us when we you know chime in when you want to don't when you don't um which is why we haven't been you know talking about him too much but i get it the people have questions the people want to know and so i figured what the hell if travis is uncomfortable with it that's even better for the content. And so we're just going to ask you some of these questions. Travis, hello. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Why is your mic garbage? Uh, That's the first question. Because I think I was supposed to be a producer, not a third, you know, person. So they haven't well, outfitted I, me yet. Okay, cool. Oh, they outfitted. That's funny. You think we were a, sent... I you think that we were sent equipment or that we had to go and get equipment on yeah, I've, our own? I purchased my own equipment. Yeah, sent. Oh. I haven't been outfitted. They haven't showed up to my house yet and, and built me a studio as I'm on a, on my bed. Samesies. So the mic is on the way, but I would say if you don't want to wait forever, you should probably just buy one. Um, or don't. You don't have to talk. It's literally just today. Um, what? Where? Where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Okay, that's a, a vague. You from Lyme, the north? Lima, Ohio, northwest Ohio. Lion? Lima, kind of like Lima, Lima spelled like Lima. But you guys just pronounce it differently. Like the Lima bean, yes. Nice. Famous, famously, um, uh, Glee was based off of my hometown. Famously, that's cool. Oh, I feel like I would like Glee. Should I watch Glee? You would love Glee because I don't like it. Oh. Well, I don't not like it. I don't judge anybody who likes it, obviously. I'm just saying it's not for me. I don't, the singing and stuff, it's too much. Okay. Uh, enough about you, Ashley. Sorry, Let's bad, get back bad. to Travis. Travis, what do you look like? I don't, I don't know how to describe that. Has the mirror not arrived in the mill yet either? <laughs> no, I have no mirror. Uh, 
I don't, how do you, how does one describe? What color it? is your hair? Uh, it's black, blue black eyes. hair, blue eyes. That's a great wow, start. great combo. How would you describe your style? Uh, Midwestern chic. Yeah, I'd say Midwestern barbecue. Uh, typically, when I was going into work, uh, plaid button ups. Ooh, mm. that's the that's the white guy special. Every white yes. guy in America, I love uh-huh. that. Yeah, and and you, well, currently he's wearing a shirt that's a hat that says Auction County from a song, country song. Well, that the Groundy County Act auction, everybody knows it. It's loves famous. country, loves college football. Yep. yep. And um, are you single? Uh, it's in the. I have to ask. Somewhere in between. Ooh. Oh boy! I, I mean, you don't want to put labels on it. Let me hear about your mess. <laughs> yeah, there's well, there's no label because it kind of started oh. like right before COVID, so we've only hung out like a few times. Oh, and... Travis. Yeah. Where did you meet her? Uh, on Hinge. Okay. And so we've hung um, out a few times, and then you know it's. I went away for five weeks to back to Ohio, and now she lives in New York City. So. Oh, shoot. You didn't decide to move in together right away? No, no. I thought about just doing that, just, you know, getting hitched, but no. Hmm. Hmm. I feel yeah, like you don't do that. I was sorry. I just got lost in thought about how I was being heteronormative when I asked her, but also I'm just thinking about, um, you don't move in, right? What? No, no don't do that. No, I was joking. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it could work, but it probably won't. No, I'm good with that. <laughs> well, um, okay. And how old, are, are, how old are you? I'm 32. Oh, cool. I'm 33. Is 32 cool? Right? It's not cool. I mean, it was a fine year. Every year after 21 is just like, is this a cool one? Do Thank I, you. is this great? It, nobody cares. Ashley forgets how old she is. Look I at just, her face right now. She's trying to remember. I just have to remember what year it is. I'm 35. Last time you said, how old are you? And I said 33. And you're like, I'm 35. I'm like, you're really based on, you're really depending on me to remember here. Uh, I feel like our listeners were like tricked when they thought Jay looked a certain way based on his voice. And then when they saw how he looked, they were oh, all that's surprised. True. Yeah, you might be like getting some vitriol from our, our view, our listeners. Jeremy slash Jenny is trying to just get ahead with Travis to be like, let me know. Yeah what to like associate when i hear you talk ashley who would play travis in a movie oh you know i don't know any actors just you sit up a little higher yeah travis sit up a little bit let us see your face yeah travis doesn't know how to frame a camera um he's an audio producer he's not a visual producer it's true what's your shirt say it's a rick flair t-shirt of course it is you're gonna do that um Gosh, if I knew any actors, I could answer that question. That's it. So there's your answer, guys. Ashley doesn't know any actors. <laughs> do you have one? No. That's why I made you do it. That's I'm producing. So I was thinking like. Oh, producing. Hold on. I was thinking uh, friend Who of the people pod, tell you maybe you look- Jerry Ferrara. So like, in college, I had a buzz cut and the basketball player, Sasha Pavlovich, uh, I look like him. Ashley always has said that. She just didn't want to say it to your face. Nondescript. Nondescript. Matt Damon could play me because he just fits anything. That's true. That's true. That's more information about Matt Damon than it is information about Travis. 
Travis, why, um, what, describe for me your affinity for Funyuns. Where did that come from? So I actually do love Funyuns. They're delicious. I do not love them! <laughs> Like, I love fun. But you can only eat like so many before your mouth is just like mad at you. Oh, I yeah. I'll take that as a challenge. So it's I not fun anymore. Lot. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you power through the paint, that's Ashley. Don't <laughs> really pat yourself on the back for that with your face. <laughs> if you eat through the paint, it ends up just kind of going numb, and then it starts almost feeling good. I would recommend you just power through it. You know, yeah, I'll do that next time. It's just like life in that way. All right, what other question am I forgetting to ask Travis Ashley? What's your favorite color? Oh my god, Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? Uh, red or purple? Okay, purple. I like it. Like purple for like, I love purple shirts. Purple okay. shirts are great. Like you I look stopped. good in purple. Actually, what's yeah. your favorite color? Gray. I stopped having a no, color. color. Gray is like absolutely a color. It's a shade. It's new I mean, it's I've I've stopped having a favorite color when I was like twelve. Am I not living life right? Like, there's colors I enjoy looking at, but then there's colors I enjoy wearing. They're not the same. That's why I said red and purple. Yeah. If we were going clothes we wear, Ashley, we both have to say one, two, three, army, army green. green. Did you actually say it at the same time, or did you just mimic no, what I was said saying? It exactly the same time as you. We both wear army green a lot. Katie That's all better. we were. That's yeah. what's not true. It what are you talking true. about? You look better true. in red. Okay, if you um, that's all about Travis. Back wait, wait, one more, one more for oh. Travis. What's your icebreaker like? Fun fact. When whenever someone asks you, like, "Hey, what's one fun fact about you?" or something, no one knows. He's like, "I'm Travis." Fun fact: I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that out loud. Wait, now I got to mark it down, and now I'm trying to think while typing. icebreaker i don't know if i have an icebreaker when they would go around school and be like what's a fun fact about you i found out during one of those sessions that a girl in my like math class or something it was like a journalism class in college i didn't pay attention she was like i'm a competitive eater i was like what it was fascinating yeah that's how we figured out katie won so many olympic medals medals. in rhythmic gymnastics and I can recite the alphabet backwards. And has twenty ten vision. Yeah, that's just. Whew. Travis, you don't have one of those. I don't think I have anything right now. I'll get back mm. to you. Okay, Man, think about that it. is just a cliffhanger for interestingness. Yeah, just <laughs> hold on. Let me listening. think about what makes me interesting. I'll get back to you in an hour. To give up. I want them to stick through the podcast. Smart. Do you, do you really have a country that you have like an unexplained like affinity for? Oh. I see. Stop trying to make him fit into Greece. Jay's. I do love Greece. I want to go to Greece. Greece. He's a Greekophile. There we go. Do you want to do news? Do you ever read news from Greece? <laughs> How's do you your do Greek a, accent? Do a Greek accent. I don't have a Greek accent. I just love Greece. God damn it. We got a default. A defaulty one. A faulty one? A defective one. Hello. It's a podcast. Um, thank you for your question, Jay. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've got a name that starts with a letter and you, and a question, you can always leave a voicemail. I don't know. A defaulty one. Oh God. I mean, the brain, it misfires. It does. The number is 860-506-5571. You knew that saved in your phone. It's right there under sports. And then there's a question mark. 
Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How You're not are you? great. No. I, I didn't know how much. drawing a line on your forehead, which means you have a headache. Yeah. I didn't know how much to get into it. We don't um, have to if you don't want... This is every time you say something like this, I'm always like, you're the one who decides. I started on new medicine that. and it sucks. Mm. And so I'm experiencing a bunch of uh, unwanted side effects. Mm. And just, you know, for anyone who's keeping score at home, it's called hydroxychloroquine. Have you heard of it? No. Have don't you ever take heard it, of it for no reason. Are you also using a my pillow right now? Or is it just <laughs> <laughs> I burned all my Goodyear tires and I went out and got hydroxychloroquine. So um so you're on the infamous government drug or whatever. Yeah. Um what yeah. is it actually for? Uh, if some, I'm using it to uh, treat my lupus, but it's like an anti-malaria drug. I think it also helps like rheumatoid arthritis. It like essentially like decreases inflammation. Um, but there are some gnarly side effects, like crazy dizziness, like Oof. ringing in my ears, brutal, brutal, brutal headaches, nausea, frequent trips to the bathroom. Sick. Yeah. So it sucks, but hopefully that goes away. I mean, at least um, I'm glad they had it. I had yeah, heard that like, there was a shortage. I was I was actually nervous, but they for unknown it. reasons, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. just for some reason, just flying off the shelves. That's um, right. Well, I'm very sorry that that's happening to you. That's hopefully it it goes away. You know, it's not Fingers supposed crossed. to last forever. Do you have to and take it forever, or you're taking it for Uh for yeah, probably an extended period oh. until like my blood work gets better. Ugh, yeah, that's a bummer. I know, but not everybody has the, the. You know what? Genuinely, the thing that I'm the most upset about is that it can mess up your vision. Holy <sighs> shit! Yeah, finally. Mm-hmm. I could be like, I don't want to normal, but I just want to say that after years of you emphasizing that you can see everything perfectly, more than perfectly, in fact, 2010 yeah. vision. Yeah. laughing at me for my glasses asking I if you never can, laughed at you for your if glasses. you can try them on just to see appropriating my culture i did appropriate your culture and I now you're going to find out culture. and i'm and you know what i could do i could just dance on this moment but i'm mm. instead i'm going to offer you my sympathies mm. so you weren't a, dancing i was just a totality no, what i could do i was getting i was stretching i was doing some bar exercises <laughs> But now I'm done. I'm not going to do the full pas de deux because um, I feel bad for you. That actually sucks. I hope you don't lose any of your vision. I know. Although You're I the person that in, in all these medication commercials when they say all the possible side effects because legally they have to and most people are like, none of that happened to me. You're the person that's like, oh, sh- that's what I'm signing up for yeah. because that's it's, what happens to your body. It's the except, I'm the exception to every rule. It's like yeah. only 1%. I'm like, fudge. Yeah. I was going to like 1% of uh, users experience an increased suicidal thoughts. And you're like, guess I'm not taking that medicine. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a doozy. Cool. Well, that's been real out of commission the last couple of days. Mm, I've been on vacation, so I'm a dick. I think How was it? How did it end up? It ended up great. It was um it was very relaxing. My parents weren't like overly sometimes my mom gets like, You're gonna go play video games? Why can't you hang out with the family? But mm-hmm. it was very like everybody kinda went their own way at certain points. And then we all came back together every night for dinner because Julie was cooking and then 
we'd hang out a little. Did I tell you my mom put all of our old family home movies onto like a yeah them? So we watched a bunch. Those were embarrassing. <laughs> um, and then uh, she also gave me a huge box of all of my memory box stuff. I was like a baby hoarder, and so not that I hoarded babies, but I was a baby and I hoarded. <laughs> an important distinction. It's been a real problem for the baby hoarding community to have to get that message out there because a lot of people think that we're just hoarding children. But no, um, she gave me the big boxes that I had of all the stuff I wanted to keep. Most of it was not like keep worthy, but I kept it and now I have it. Now it's here. Yay. Now it's in my apartment for me to like go through. Oh, I went through some of it. Really funny. I'd like a correspondence. Did I talk about this last time? We I had a correspondence with my teacher. Yeah. yeah. That. I found a couple other things from her after we talked about that where I had um, the lady sent me cards and like apparently we went out to lunch at Friendly's. You and your teacher? Yeah. That's really cute. That was a I think I was a loser. Well, I think I was a dork. I was in second grade, but I think I was a dork. So neat. It's been really fun learning things about yourself. I wrote a lot of books and, you know, cool. So that's how my life's been. Myrtle um, got carsick both ways to the Hamptons. Oh, So it was like first half of the drive there. Oh, my God. She threw up when we – we sat in traffic for – we were in the same spot, basically still in Hoboken, right by the Holland Tunnel, for an hour at a light. And oh I was like, while we're sitting there, I was like, yeah, we didn't even have to go this way. And then we were sitting there, and I'm like, yeah, actually, this isn't even the best way to go. As we get up to the light, the directions basically said, make a left and make a U-turn and go back where you came from. And so we had sat in an hour of traffic in the car with Myrtle, only for it then to go, yeah, fuck it, we're going to go through the city. So then we had to turn around and drive past all the traffic that we had just waited in for an hour, which is just such a defeating way to start yeah. a car, any car trip. But it was yeah. also our first trip out of the house in how long with our dog. And so then we're going through the city and there's a little bit of traffic in the city. because This was a Friday, I think, that I went. And uh, while we're driving through like the grid of Manhattan. I'm like looking back at her because I'm checking on her every now and then. And I look back, I'm like, she kind of looks like she's gonna she's puking. She's uh. puking. She just was like blah all in this brand new mat that I bought her that I just put into her crate because she ate her other one. Oh um and so we had to pull over. We didn't have any paper towels in the car, but the car was all packed. And so like Dan tried to take the mat out of the crate and pulled it out too fast and he poured the puke all over himself oh, on the like, Manhattan. And if you know anything about dog puke, it's really not liquidy. So poor was the wrong verb. It's just kind of like, it's just their food, but out again. Well, so, you know, there are different, there are different textures you're going to run into oh, over time. Be, Myrtle doesn't really chew her food. And so it's just kind of like a pile of kibble. So then the scary chunky thing is- mashed potatoes. Yes. But a little bit too chunky. You'd be like, that's a little much. Um, and then you have to, the problem then is that you have to keep her from eating it because she looks at it and she's like, oh, that's food. When did that get there? And, nom, 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 nom. and you're like, no, 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 that's not your food. It's your puke. Uh, and so we had to like pull over on the side of the street. I had to like take her out of her crate. Then she refused to get back in like the car. She was just like anywhere we got near the car. She's like, I'm not going back in that thing. So then I had to hold her on my lap for the rest of the trip. And so then on the way back, we were like, fingers crossed. And uh, she puked. And then we, uh, I had to hold her on my lap. So it would do, I don't think she likes the car. We definitely learned she doesn't like the water. <laughs> did, uh, when you held her, did she do better? 
she did better, but I can also, you know, me, I'm a crazy person. I can like feel, and I've been around her and I've observed her enough. I like know, I think I know what's going on with her. She's still scared. She's yeah. like, she's not moving. And if I move, she's like, where are you going? We're not moving. Like she's frozen, but her heart isn't as going, isn't going as fast, but her body is just like, she's not like tense. She's just frozen. I wonder if it's easier for her to balance than if she's like in a crate mm-hmm. in the car. Like if that would. No, because she's like slipping off my leg constantly. Mm. I think she's just, uh, I think she's just not used to it. Like if we were in the suburbs, it's like in that critical period where they say you have to socialize your dog. If we had taken her in a car a lot, then they are just like, oh yeah, this is how the world works. I get in a car. But this was just, it don't, we've only done it three times. Once was for like an hour trip and the other two were for that first trip ended up being like a six hour trip. And then this one was like three and a half hours. Oh no. So if you come visit, she's not going to come? No, she'll come. That's not, you're not an hour away. No, it's like 30 minutes. No, she'll be fine. I'll just hold her on my lap. But like long road trips, they say one of the benefits of crate training is that if you take the crate with you, they can adjust. It's like, that's my bedroom. My bedroom's going in the car. My yeah. bedroom's going to this house. Um, So... It's a bummer that it didn't work like that. But as with all things with Myrtle, I guess it's a process. <laughs> well, don't trust it for too long because then you might get fired. Oh, thank you. Sports reference. You're trying to go sports now? I looped some sports in for you. All right. Well, let's just do it then. You know what? Let's, before we do it, let's do an ad because that's the, that's the kind thing to do. Today in the podcast, we're going to talk about sports because clearly Ashley's nipping at the, nipping at the, chomping at the bit. <laughs> nipping at the bit. Nipping it at the. No, I was gonna say Jumping nipping at the bud. And I was like, no, that's not it. I've been. I told you this that I've been watching the challenge, obviously, but that they always mess up sayings <laughs> by like one word, and you're like, no. <laughs> Boy, um, can we talk about news? Messy. Oh yeah. Still uses a fax machine. I mean, I, people might not know that detail yet, but I love that it is the one you focused on. <laughs> that's so, the big news, right? So Leo Messi sent a uh, fax on Tuesday. That's the news. It actually doesn't matter what the fax said. That the, the headline is Leo Messi sent a fax on Tuesday. And it was received. Like that was a process people still use. It is. It does feel like fax machines were always used by businesses. And it was one of those things almost like beepers where it was like they mattered for a few minutes and then they really just stopped. But people but businesses kept using them. Like why do faxes still exist? You can just email it. I I don't know the answer to that. As soon as we started being able to scan and email things, faxing should have gone away. It's like TiVo. TiVo came out and everyone was like, this is awesome. And then DVR happened and it was like, well, there goes our business. Yeah. Isn't a fax easier than scanning and emailing it though? No. You have to you have to call them. You have to have a fax machine hooked up. Nobody does. Nobody has that. But if you have it, then you just you fax it to them and you're done. If you, you have it, it, but nobody has it. True. Just let me take a picture of it on my phone. That revolutionized my life, at least, but the world at most. That you could, when you realize that on your phone, you could take a picture and have a scan app, and it would just be like a scanner. I was like, this. I'm. I feel great now. I wish I had known that. Before I bought my house and spent so- You didn't so, know that. I didn't know that until like two weeks ago. What's up? Yeah. So I was taking a picture, emailing myself the picture, downloading the picture, sending it in another email. It was very annoying. Ashley, what? Yeah. It sucked. 
You can just scan it on your phone. Yeah, I didn't know that until. Oh man, I'm, I guess I tweeted about it, and then I saw it. It was like two or three weeks ago. I guess I never even. I just have to sign so much all the time. Every time I do like someone's show, they're like, "We need you to sign this 1099 or whatever." I'm like, "Okay, just send." I'll just. Yeah, so I didn't have I didn't have a printer either, so it was like all the yeah. stuff I had. It was so time consuming. Yeah, I mean, if Leo Messi had to go through all that. He never could have told Barcelona he's planning to leave the club. club oh, this what? I thought yeah. the headline was just that he's sent a fax. Can you imagine if Barcelona didn't have a fax? He sent it thinking they did. Here's this what I was just going to say. I wonder if this is how we found out, find out that Leo Messi is just always sending faxes. And if you have him on your team, you're like, you got to make sure you have a fax machine ready at all hours <laughs> of the night because he doesn't do texts. Okay. <laughs> if he needs you, he's just going to shoot you a fax. I understand it's weird, but it's a one-time install just set up that fax, make sure it's on loud so that when you're getting one, you hear it because he might just be like, hey, coach, I'm sick. I can't play. It's coming through in a fax. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, the fax said, I mean, who cares? But I guess the fax said that he wants to go. He wants to leave Barcelona. Um, there is a clause in his contract that was like, you can opt out at the end of this season, which was originally supposed to be in June. And so... Now he's up. He's saying basically that he wants out, but it's unclear if because the season end was moved back that the deadline date was also moved back. You'd like to think logically that, yes, it was. But then you remember that sports don't often work logically. And so I could easily see a world in which they're like, no, yeah, it was June, even though that wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, I've seen a lot of fans, Barcelona fans, being like, look, he's been good to us. If he wants to go, please just let him go. Don't make him stay. Because, like, he's just going to be mad. I mean, there's only, I think 2021 is when his contract is up. So it's not like he's leaving, you know, he's got, like, five years left on it or anything. Yeah. Fairly certain it's up next year. There's uh, been, like, rumors and, like, whispers in the wind of him wanting to get out for a long time. So this is the first time that it's really like, oh, no, no, this is real, real. They exited the Champions League this year. Uh, embarrassingly, they got smoked. Um, and so one of the rumors is that maybe he'll go to Man City. I did see that. Home of Rose Lavelle and only Rose Lavelle. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it's interesting because obviously Man City was just in trouble. I and mean, Obviously, Jay would love to be here to talk about this and I hope he's listening though we both know that he's not um <laughs> I would love uh it's interesting because they just had all those issues with financial fair play and even though they appealed it and the appeal was upheld nobody has the money for Messi it's just like any article you read about like who's gonna who can afford him it's like ah, technically no one especially right now because of COVID and the financial hit that all of these teams took from not being able to have fans so it's like a complicated situation. Also, um, soccer money for anyone who's like not a soccer fan. I am a soccer fan and I'm still like, this is very confusing. Money yeah. is very, there's the transfer fee. There's the fee you pay like the club. And then there's their salary, which is still more money on top of that. Um, there's also like loaning of players and the way that like there's the transfer window. It's all, it's very confusing. Um, and I'm not going to explain it because I don't really understand it most of the time. Um, point is, there it's a small number of teams that would be able to afford him and that would meet the criteria of what he's looking for. Of like, I, I'm running out of time. I would like to go have a chance 
at being great, um, which obviously he already is, but you know how athletes are. Yeah. And so, so uh, you think there's no Liverpool nut on the table at all? So it was, it's been discussed. Um, I think it would cost us. I mean, we'd, we'd probably lose Mo or we'd lose like Sadio. And that would Sadio be, Mike? and that would be <laughs> like, that's, Sorry, that's an inside joke I've never said on the pod. We should probably oh, Sadio, um, you do, also, it's one of those inside jokes that you know thousands of people across the world probably also have with their friends because yeah. that's just what it looks like his name is pronounced out. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You don't get a name like Messi without letting go of a lot that you probably wanted. So yeah. I, I don't think I need it. I'll take him, obviously. I'm not going to be like, no, thanks. But Yeah, um, but if it meant no mo. Yeah, I wouldn't that's not my team then, then it's a different team. You know, right. it just feels like a, I know that's how sports work. I'm not an idiot, but it's just, I just don't want it. Okay. <laughs> Chill out. Okay. Um, I was reading a whole bunch of interesting stuff about it that now has escaped my mind, but it is very interesting soccer news. And we never talk about interesting soccer news. It's so. like legitimately the biggest headline that could be in the soccer world. Right. It's like Leo Messi, greatest st- soccer player potentially in the world ever mm. going to a new team. Like it couldn't, it's, it's huge. Hopefully. Maybe he'll come to, to MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll come to MLS. <laughs> wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something? It, it would be. Yes. Except I think there's like a travel restriction. No one's allowed to come to the United States or. Oh, that'll be why. Yep. Never yeah. mind. Roll out yeah. MLS. Because there's a travel restriction. Otherwise, it would have been there on the LA Galaxy. That's an MLS team. Good or job. The, or the, the, who, who else could he have gone to? He could have gone to the Portland Thorns. That is a ladies team. I know. Oh, okay. Uh, or the, um, or those, or that Miami FC. Yes. Yes. Or, uh, I kind of pictured him in Seattle at the at Sounders. Yes, or the um, or in Kansas City at the Royals. <laughs> uh, sweating, uh, or down in or in in the New England Revolution. He would really, yeah. feel, you know, because mm-hmm. they've been running the fourth. Three, three, and then um, uh, what about? Um, I mean, I you, I would be remiss if I didn't say he'd fit very well at the Philadelphia Union. I think the right. Dynamo would be a perfect He's match. Dynamo. Dynamo. Wait, is it the Philadelphia Union? Yeah, I think so. Isn't it? I said he, it so confidently. He should play for NYCFC or for that other club in New York. The I think he's, I think he's more of an FC. Red Bulls. LA. Red Bulls. Red Bulls is a team. Yeah, that's what I was. It was good. You got the right answer, Travis. <laughs> you bulldozed right through it. What did you say, darling? I think he'd be better at a FCLA instead of LA Galaxy. Are the is that a? Yeah, I mean, he used to play in the El Clasico. Now there's the El Trafico. It'd be a perfect fit for him. Oh, El Trafico. That's so funny. MLS fans are funny. I don't mean that like laugh at. I mean they're funny. They have like good senses of humor. How many and players? You, and, and I have to. 
How many players would you have to add up their salary to equal what he made? That's the first thing I was thinking when I saw this news is I was like, man, Major League Soccer players must see, what is it, like 450, 500 million euros transfer fee and be like, what? Can we get any of that? Just a little tiny bit of that? Just like just like a 10% surcharge? Can you send that to us? It's nuts. They're playing the same sport crazy well i mean you know technically it's the same sport but like some conditions are different like you can really argue that like if the facilities aren't the same and the level of competition isn't the same i'm trying to make a um men versus women's pay yeah, yeah. I don't it's know it, but i was i saw what you were doing yeah i was trying i when i when i started using my hands like that it was yeah, a yeah. And you also it goes up like half an octave when you're doing a bit. Like, actually, it's like not a fake voice, but it's just like your phone voice almost. Oh God, I haven't introduced my face. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. -bye. Okay. Bye. I I hated all 15 seconds of that. Yeah, me too. All all, but I miss it now because at work it just meant that you were next to me. Oh, that's the saddest thing. You make a phone call. Oh, I bought something for when you come visit me. What is it? Don't say it on the podcast or the cops will find out. It's no, it's legal. I'm pretty sure it's legal. I mean, in some, it's decriminalized. <laughs> God, could you imagine if I bought that for you? Like, what a, what a, what an unexpected turn of events. Given sand to the beach. <laughs> Um, I also, I'm looking at your sweatshirt that I bought you and I, cause I had to take it out of my backpack cause I had to actually use my backpack cause I left my house, <laughs> um, but I was keeping it in my backpack because that's the only place where it wouldn't get dog hairs on it. Oh, that's really cute. So now I put it in a trash bag and it's on the ground. It's perfect. <laughs> it says be kind, be better. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Be something, be better, go birds. Be selfless, be better, go birds, I think is what it says. Again, it's a trash bag, so it's not – it's opaque. I can't see through it. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Messy. Uh, yeah, messy. What did we get? Messy. <laughs> uh, all right. So anyway, that's big news. Pay attention to that. Take that more seriously than I just did because it's like a big deal. But I'm just feeling silly. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's just until there's more of an update, you know, that's all kind of it is is just the headline. Yeah, well, soccer, the soccer community will take it and run wild with it on message boards or whatever we're calling those now. I think so, message, message board. It doesn't, it feels so 90s. Like it, Reddit's yeah. not a message board. What is it? A community? Online yeah, Online community? communities. That seems yeah. sweet. I love that. Okay. They're not usually that sweet, but. Ours is. No. Speaking of which, it's kind of a, a um, segue to basketball i know segues are usually your thing may i sure um so paul george has been garbage <laughs> wait, no, that a segue? i'll get there wait for it just you gotta be patient it's like it's like travis's interesting fact you just have to wait for it it's coming it's giving you some time paul george has been garbage in the playoffs he even said in a in a post-game interview i think he said like come to think of it the series would be going a lot different if i was shooting better which is like yeah <laughs> Do you think? Um, and he posted on his Instagram the other day, like, uh, I don't give a, I won't say it, Travis, so you won't have to bleep it. 
something <laughs> like, I don't give an F what any of you think about me. Um, why are you obsessed with me anyway? Or something like that on his Instagram. And then he blocked the comments below it. Ooh. And people were saying like, oh, if you don't care what we think, then why'd you block our comments? As if that was some sort of dunk on him. Um or a game-winning shot, if you will, though he wouldn't recognize it if he saw it. Um, <laughs> but he, but my point was like, wait, what were we just talking about that I said this the was Reddit a, is yeah, a it's like a thread. It's an online community, and I said not all online communities are nice. And so what I'm saying is that Paul George w- blocking your Instagram comments, people see that as like a you give a shit about what I think. Sorry, Travis, but it's. <laughs> actually not that it's saying i don't care what you think so i'm removing the platform on which you use to say it yeah it's like not um whenever people get blocked on twitter they always wear it as this badge of honor of like this or they'll say this person's so sensitive they can't handle what i had to say so i've been blocked on twitter when really i i hate to ruin that dream and that illusion for that person but it's just like I'm sick of seeing that same guy pop up with the same unoriginal joke that he tells. So I blocked him (laughs) or like, I'm sick of the guy that's always telling me I should do my hair because I look sloppy now in in the pandemic. So I blocked him. I'm not like then sitting at home and building a shrine and like making one of those dolls, a voodoo doll that I can stab. So this guy dot, like, I don't care. I don't think about him after that moment. It's just like, that's unpleasant. And I don't have to look at that. I'm going to block now. And I think it's just, I think people don't know that. And I also think it's strange that Paul George is expected not only to perform at this sport and let people criticize him because that's the cost of celebrity, but also provide people with a platform on which they can slander him or provide harsh criticisms. He's expected to, because if he takes that away, people are like, are you sensitive? What are you, a baby? No, I just um, also want to log into Instagram and have a pleasant experience like most of you. I don't open an app on my phone in the hopes that I'll know every awful thing about myself and be reminded of my shortcomings. I open it because I want to see what Ashley had for lunch. (laughs) I want to see a dog and a baby that have an interesting relationship. (laughs) I want to see the news set to crappy music with subtitles in a 10 second digestible clip. So I know what happened in Yemen today. That's why I'm logging into Instagram. Not so that you can be like, why are her bottom teeth so crooked? I don't need to see that blocked. Get them. So I, I really, know. I liked most of that rant. Uh Oh, I think, I think just maybe like the don't post about your food. I'm sorry. Well, I don't, but also I can, I, I can I'll do the segues. I'll, I'll, let me, I'll keep the segues. That's you didn't fine. like it, was, like- it was a little drawn out. Um, there were no puns, which. Oh, speaking of online communities being negative. That's see, that's the intonation you need. That was great. And that was all you, that's all that was missing. Yes. Speaking of online communities that are negative, Paul George was experiencing some on his Instagram. <laughs> You're, see, You're I'm right. Really I don't have a teleprompter, so I'm just flying. <laughs> Speaking of garbage bags, Paul George. Speaking of Travis, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just have to. You know when you know something's just going to slap, so you got to say it, and you're like, as you're saying it, you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Travis, you're doing so good. Speaking of, what did you say, sweetheart? 
speaking of garbage bags, Paul George. This is very ah! good. It's very good. That was actually a great pun. I am a dickhead. I don't think you do. No. I think you only have to bleep head. I think that's the rule. <laughs> well, because it was always weird to me that when you say um, the Lord's name in vain and damn, you have to, you only have to bleep the Lord's name that you took in vain and you leave damn. That was always weird to me. I was like, the bad word is supposed to be damn. I didn't know that. I pay attention. I read, you don't, you don't get the FCC regulations that get sent to the house. Speaking of damn. We got Kendrick. Lord. What? I thought you were, that's the name of his album. Go ahead. Uh, so last night, Monday night, uh, Dame left the game. He had one of those horrible, I think, and uh, this is probably not a hot take, but I am on record as saying non-contact injuries are harder to look so at. much worse because they're, they're, they're usually like MCL, ACL, everything's torn. All of your ligaments are shredded. You're out. It's, I don't think it's a hot take. As soon as you see a player go down in football and nobody touched him, you're like, well, there goes that season. Yeah. So I mean, his- don't be, don't contact injuries are hard to look at and are bad and can be bad. Yeah. That's it's usually when the bones are coming out is from the yeah. contact. Yeah. But or from yeah. contact with the floor. Yeah. Gross. Gross. Um, we don't have res- his MRI Monday night was inconclusive. So he's getting another one today as of right well, now. This is the brain thing that's going to bother me. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but Travis, who was that college basketball player who had their, fu- their bone come out their leg during March Madness? Kevin Ware. Yes. I oh, knew yeah. you it off the top of your head. Thank you. Sorry. That. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. You didn't ask me. I also knew that. It's fine. You did? Yeah, of course. I knew it in the depths of my brain. I just <laughs> knew that he would pull it right out. I, that was on Easter, I think. Yeah. All right, Ashley, go ahead. Anyway, we don't know if Dame's going to play in game five because he got hurt. And, and his Dame heart. didn't play in game five. Yeah, the Lakers are up 3-1. That game, was that yesterday? Yeah, Monday night. We could all make a pandemic t-shirt that just says, was that yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Was that four weeks ago? Or did that happen this morning? (laughs) I've had that thought so many times. Or I'm like, did we have that conversation just moments ago? Or was it at the beginning of the pandemic? (laughs) I don't remember. There have been multiple times during the pandemic where I've gone, oh, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. And Dan's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, the thing we were talking about. He's like, that was two Tuesdays ago. <laughs> it's Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, anyway. Dang. So yes, that game was Monday night. Yeah, that game, they got smoked. I think it was like, um, I think the Lakers got a two a double digit lead with like either seven or nine, I get those numbers confused. Uh, either seven or nine, I think it might have been nine minutes left in the first quarter, and then they maintained a double-digit lead for the rest of the game. It wasn't uh, as thrilling as some of the NBA games have been. Yes, they got me all fired up. Like it's no Clippers, Mavs. Oh my god, that shot from Luca Vandross! What mm-hmm. a shot! I mean, people are like using that now, so probably you. Yeah, on the internet. No, they're not. Yeah, somebody I think tweeted us. Somebody mentioned us. That is uh, one of those tweets where when you check the replies back to back, you'll get a guy that's like, this is what he's going to be called now. And then a guy being like, please log off your garbage. This is the worst <laughs> nickname. It's one of those puns that's like, 
perfectly 50% of people are obsessed with it. And 50% of people are trying to cancel you for some other reason because they never want to see you. In your I think that's, that's the perfect ratio. That's how I know I hit. That means yeah. it crushed. <laughs> right. Polarizing puns is like such a hard, hard pin to place. You oh, know I mean? wow. The alliteration. So much. Strong. Cool. So anyway, so back, game, back to basketball. <laughs> speaking of basketball, speaking of puns. What did you say? Puns? Speaking of perfectly placed pins in right. in polarizing puns, Porzingis is possibly no shoot is what's another word for yeah. deadly? Is precisely is Porzingis's is, pain is keeping him persistent pain. I've heard his persistent persistent pain in his patella. It's in his knee. Nice. Uh, it's close to his patella tendon. I'm unclear. Is, the, the kneecap is a patella. But yeah. So his, yeah, his persistent pain in his patella is it's prohibiting his performance. Yes, I got there. It's prohibiting his performance in Game Five. So he's not playing. He's going to not play. He's, not <laughs> he's definitely out. Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. I do actually feel bad for him. He's out uh, tonight with his knee injury, which separate. Ashley from- Brabant laughs at Porzingis's injury on That's the New York Post tomorrow. Oh, God. People would be like, what? Who do you want? <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> uh, it's different than whatever knee issue he was having that put him on the sideline for 10 games earlier this year, but we still don't know what it is, but he's definitely out saying sideline for basketball. And I know it's not wrong, but every time I say it, I'm like, that doesn't feel right. Mm. No, I'm sorry that you go through that. Cause people say it a lot. It is technically the correct term. I know like, but sideline reporter and I don't know. My brain is like court field sideline. You know what I mean? There's some of those words that are a little bit more vague that get used on all sports, even when they don't technically have that thing. I can't think of an example. Why don't you continue? We'll Sorry. come back to it. Right after Travis's fun fact, you let us know what okay. other terms there are. Okay. Uh, okay, so yeah, they play today, tonight, Tuesday night, Clippers and Mavs. A bench, I feel like. <laughs> What'd you say? A bench. bench? No, basketball players don't sit on a bench. They're in chairs. They are in chairs, yeah. Keep going. That's a great, that's great. It's not, it's not really a bench. Right. You know? It is in baseball. Yes. It so is. That we still say, even though it technically isn't that. Yeah. Ashley, why don't you go ahead? Great. Uh, the <laughs> several teams got swept <laughs> in the East. Uh, the Heat swept the Pacers. The Raptors swept the Nets. The Celtics swept the Sixers. Oh, and the Bucks. Oh, are, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, the Heat swept the Pacers. No, the other one. The Raptors swept the Nets. Oh, that last one. Uh, the Bucks are up three one on the Magic. Nope, I think it was that the Celtics swept the Sixers. <laughs> Boy, was that hard to watch. And Brett Brown has already been fired. Doris Burke talking about how hard it was to watch. Was that that game? was like a highlight for me when she was like this is uncomfortable <laughs> it might not have been that yeah game. no it was it was yeah because she was talking to yeah she was talking about a lot of stuff about how it's like on it might, I might be thinking of the nuggets game it doesn't make a difference i'm just you know talking great no it was the sixers game all and right sure it was yeah and then they fired brett brown they sure did it's an illiterate so, name 
So this actually, round so goes bye bye. Also, why am I like laughing over these like sad know, stories? Very it's not great. Travis hasn't smiled once during this segment. There's, I also can't see his face because the way he has him framed, I can only see the brim of his auction hat. It's true. So, wanted to thank you, Travis. My goodness. Well, I'm all for dancing and not a frame. That's okay. Well, I can at least see your face. <sighs> okay. So they're right. thinking about uh, they're thinking about Ty Lue. They were thinking about um, Jay Wright, the Villanova coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a Tyloo just always gets the consideration right away. Yeah, it's always the first name is like, what about Tyloo? Like, oh, okay, all right, that's. I mean, People he's probably like maybe he brings something. You know, players like him. That's important. Yeah. yeah, process, big giant question mark. Yeah, but I don't know. I've seen a lot of people be like, "This is proof the process didn't work," but it's like, well, the guy who started the process didn't isn't there anymore. There's people who are smarter about basketball than I am have said this is like nobody's smarter about basketball than you are. Well, I mean, like, yeah, a couple people are. Okay, maybe uh, they have said this is not on Brett Brown as much as like he's becoming the scapegoat for just really poor management of this entire situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to get rid of someone and you're probably not going to get rid of your two stars who don't seem to be able to work it out together. And so you're like, well, hold on to them, change the coach. And then if it doesn't work, yeah, then we'll do something about it. I mean, Embiid and Simmons both signed extensions, so we'll see. It was weird for me to hear Brett Brown um, when they switched um, Simmons' position in the bubble. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we're going to try him out at a – what, they switch him to forward? I don't remember. But they were. it was like he was talking about it like it was the first time they had considered it. And then <laughs> saying also that it was the perfect fit knowing his skill set. And it was like, well, then why didn't you try it sooner? If it's the perfect fit, why are you talking about it? Like crazy. We just tried it and it works perfectly. It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, but then again, you know, as I, as a basketball mind, a brilliant basketball mind, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I didn't want to judge. Yeah. You had always seen that. I had seen just- it. And I was like, what you just catching up? Speaking of brilliant basketball minds, sure. Chris Weber. On the mic for Lakers Blazers and Katie, he made a reference that you just loved. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. Well, he's talking about using the word aggressive for the Blazers while they were trailing the Lakers by a whole bunch. And he said, quote, it's almost like how the Smurfs use the word Smurf. It could mean a million different things. Um, or it's almost like every other word in sports broadcasting that we all just use all the time and don't really mean anything anymore. But I guess that's the part you're not supposed to say out loud. So sure. It's like the Smurfs, um, which I feel stupid, but I don't remember that aspect of the Smurfs. Really? Did they really just use the word Smurf to mean a whole bunch of stuff? Yeah. Like interchangeably. Like you mean I example? Smurfed as a verb could mean any number of things. Well, then they should, that's completely an ineffective way to communicate. Well, I, I don't I'm know. I'm supposed to be able to glean information from it. So if I smurfed means I farted, but it also means I ate dinner, then how do I know? A context clues. You know, the delivery. There, that, body I smurfed has no awareness. I smurfed is a sentence. Yes. What does it mean? It depends on the situation. It wasn't like adjective. I could just say, I like am. Smurfing crazy. You could. Yeah, sure. 
But you like, can get to the right no hand. That's a sentence. I don't know. I haven't researched all the. You didn't seem to remember it. I don't remember that. I just remember they used it all the time. Wait, what does Smurf? I'm with Katie on this one. Mean in thank you, Travis. That feels actually it, really nice. It's like uh, Philly. They use the word people from Philly use the word John for everything. Yeah, J A W N, and it's like every. It means anything. Like no. Personal attack. Using real words. Yeah, they use they, it's interchangeable with the word thing. This John, that John. Like thing. Okay, so there you've defined it. It means thing. What does Smurf mean? I don't I don't know. Smurf, well, apparently it means uh stuff in gaming. That's not what I'm looking for. Oh boy, don't go into that Reddit thread. Okay, here we go. Smurf wiki. Ashley's like, what is a noob? I'm seeing a I smurf is a money launderer. Ooh. Okay. Were they running the Smurf language is basically a variation of a human language where the word Smurf is substituted for whatever noun, verb, adjective, or adverb is being used. No! It's a rather intuitive form of communication, since only Smurfs seem to know without any sense of confusion what one Smurf is really saying to another Smurf in Smurf. Oh, so it's it mostly that. depends on what context the word Smurf is being used in, since it can hold any number of meanings, including sometimes profanity, though that rarely appears in mainstream Smurfs wow. media usage. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. What is the subculture Smurf content? <laughs> it rarely happens in the mainstream Smurf content, but if you get into the Smurf dark web, the Smurf web, it's, uh, things can get kind of dicey. Wow. Hold on. I'm, now I'm just reading Smurfs comics. There's comics? Yeah, there's, wow. There's a couple, some common expressions used. Here we go. Smurfy. When used in a positive manner, it can mean happy, merry, or something that is totally agreeable with the ways of a Smurf. When used negatively, it can mean crazy, silly, or foolish. So, Katie, you're acting Smurfy. That is probably, like, silly. You're so silly and funny. But if if I say, Katie, you're acting like such a Smurf, I think you, you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah. I like the online, the video game definition for it. If you create a new account, Katie, to make people think that you're a noob at a video game, you're smurfing them. Wow. So you could be a smurf. (gasps) Oh, shoot. I did have that thought the other day when I was playing Call of Duty and I had one good game, which happens like every 15 games. And I was like, someone in one of these games, just mathematically, might know who Katie Nolan is. I wonder how they would feel to know that that was me who finishing moved them with my Raven. I wonder. I mean, you could change your name. No, because then if I have a garbage game, someone will be like, "Eh." also, I have everybody muted, so I wouldn't know anyway. Also, I do have a famous name on Call of Duty. It's just not my name. (laughs) Oh, wait, what is it? Rose Lavelle? There's also very little crossover between apparently the people who play Call of Duty and the people who know who Rose Lavelle is. But then again, I've muted everybody. But I'm saying at first when I started, I thought I'd get at least one person being like, are you really Rose Lavelle? But 13-year-old boys don't seem to care too much about women's soccer. Who would have guessed? That's too bad. They're missing mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Sweet mother of Smurf, you know? Yeah. They're they're acting like real Smurf holes. Great Smurfs of fire. <laughs> They say Smurf of the morning to you. I'm looking at common Smurf phrases. <laughs> Great Smurfany crickets. Wait, Smurf of the morning, not like top of the Smurf? No, top of the Smurf is a sexual position. Whoa! <laughs> it's in the Smurf Sutra. 
It's in the karma, the karma smurf, smurfa. Karma Sutra, Ashley, not karma. What's karma in my head? Karma in your body. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Travis is gone. He just left. You just rage quit. You just shut the laptop. No more podcasts for Travis. Oh, boy. The interesting oh, boy. fact about Travis is he doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the Smurfs speak the language normally with the word normally used to substitute something that could be a bad word in normal speaking. Mm hmm. I don't. We should do that so we don't have to drop the audio on our swear words. Oh just yeah, I'm just gonna say Smurf instead of a curse word for the rest of this podcast and every podcast after. This is gonna be Smurfing impossible. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, can we also talk about LeBron? I want to talk about all the hard hitting basketball topics. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, LeBron posted on his Instagram story a meme that somebody made about his hairline, his hair. It's not technically his hairline. It's the back of his head. Um, as you probably know, Ashley, basketball expert, mm-hmm. there it, he doesn't have his hair guy in the bubble. Yeah. So he's hurting. And somebody posted a picture of, you know, when you eat a Reese's cup and you peel the wrapper off, but for some reason, the bottom of the Reese's cup, some of it sticks to the wrapper. Yeah. It's a travesty. A picture of that. It's a travesty. Travesty. Posted a picture of that, and then the picture of the back of LeBron's head, where a similar thing seems to be happening with his hair being the chocolate <laughs> and the peanut butter. Um, and he posted it in his Instagram story and laughed at it and said, "This is one of the best ones I've ever seen." And then something like, "But it didn't stop me from eating the Reese's," which was like, "That's funny." It's so nice from LeBron. Yeah. Normally, what does he call it during the playoffs? Zero Dark Twenty Three. You're like, oh god. He like completely goes off social media. It's been nice to see him like, uh, look at me, LOL, my hair's bad. It's like, yeah. Also, it's a really, really funny. It's definitely worth looking it up. Yeah, you should look at it. Ashley laughed for a solid minute. Yeah. It was, she was laughing at. It was smurfing hysterical, you know. Great. Yeah. It's classic. Classic LeBron. Speaking of classic things happening in basketball. Mm-hmm. What? No, that doesn't work. I was going to say in the bubble. And then I was like, wait, is they're in the bubble. They're yeah. in a bubble. It's called a wobble. A wobble. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby. Actually, wobble. Yes. Focus. Oh, sorry. Uh, smack talk. Whole new ball game when you're trapped in a bubble. Jane yeah. Rossi. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. She told a, uh, she told a ref, meet me in the lobby or I'll see you in the I'll lobby. I'll see you in the lobby I'll later. Lobby later. I mean... Is- incredible next level because it makes you immediately go oh my god they're all staying in the same hotel which you know but you're not thinking about consciously yeah and the idea of like i am actually picturing diana tarazi with her tight ass bun sitting in her tight smurf tight smurf bun bun. she didn't objectify her she said tight ass bun just one it wasn't an objectification i just wanted to clarify i would never i would might have heard you said tight ass buns objectify an athlete on this podcast i'm not talking about sue bird keep going i can picture her sitting in one of those little like those little like chat corners in the lobby where they have like four <laughs> chairs just like elbows on her knees leaning forward while eyes on like the sliding door like wait just waiting see i pictured my first thought was uh the awkward continental buffet in the morning when they go down to get scrambled eggs and she's got to like take the spoon and the ref takes the spoon and accidentally takes it with him and puts it in the next in the potatoes 
And she's like already mad at him. And then she's like, why did you take the spoon from the eggs? There's a spoon on a plate right in front of the breakfast potatoes. You could have used that spoon. Now I have to go get. And then they just fight. And they flip over while they're waiting for their bagel to come out of that like really slow bagel toaster that doesn't toast your bagel. Oh, yeah. The round ones. The one that like you put it in at the top and then it like slowly goes through. Like a moving walkway. And it comes out the bottom and you're like, so nothing. So what happened? Did it change on the inside? Is it a different kind of bagel now? It's clearly emotional. Has it matured? Why is it not at all more toasted than when I put it in? That's a wobble. I feel like we really wrapped up basketball there. I don't think we have any more basketball to discuss today. Uh. All right. Well, I mean, Ashley, back yeah. to sports, please. Give back me more sports. I don't really want to talk about any more sports. Oh. That's so. it for today's podcast. <laughs> I just was so excited about NHL and yeah. uh, oh. the Flyers were a hot garbage. Well, you beat the Canadians. They beat the Canadians. Yeah. Uh, now they are playing the Islanders. Uh-huh. And it wasn't good. Are you down two games? No, just one. But it was like, it, you know how we're old enough now that we shouldn't be superstitious about sports? No, like, no, no. you're never too old for that. No. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still like, very superstitious. What you're wearing or what you're doing doesn't actually impact the game. No, like, it doesn't. no, no I've made wardrobe changes before and it's helped the team out. You're talking to somebody who didn't watch the end of the Liverpool match she was at at Anfield because I said if I don't watch this goal, they're going to score and then they scored. You're yeah. welcome, Liverpool. Thank you. So I feel like it's my fault. Uh oh. This is the worst feeling. Yeah. You feel crazy when you do the thing to help them win, but at least you don't feel bad. Yeah, it's like, and it's very simple. Like when I don't watch, they don't play well. And there was one game, the game they lost five nothing to the Canadians, where like I missed almost the whole first period, mm. and they were down three nothing. Like by the time I actually got the got home and got the game on, and then last night they. I mean, they were still playing like trash. They went down one nothing in the first. They had a much better second period, but they didn't score. And then I put Austin down, and it was supposed to not take that long, like in intermission. And he just wouldn't go to sleep. And I was in his room watching my phone, watching the score, just the them score and score and score. And they, by the time I left my son's room, they were down four nothing. So it's Austin's uh, fault. Yeah, it's Austin's fault. Well, no, because it was my fault for being in there. I should have made Steve do it, and I didn't. Mm, but he was yeah. probably on the team already lost. He should be doing it. Yeah, that was my fault. He's probably on an important Zoom call without his headphones. No, it's not Zoom. It's Microsoft Teams. So sorry. That is an embarrassing <laughs> error. Remove me from this platform. Yeah. So anyway, so the Flyers are down one uh, zero. The Bruins are up though. Yeah. They beat the Lightning, and they play again today. On yeah, I that game, I had started – this is too complicated to explain, but it's my podcast, and I'll waste time if I want to. Uh, I had activated an XP, a double XP token on my Call of Duty, which lasts for a certain period of time. I did it by accident, but I had an hour pass for double XP, double weapon XP that I needed, and I wasn't going to waste. And so I started watching that game on my phone while I was playing a video game. Cause I was like, it's the first period. It doesn't really matter. 
And I don't want to waste this. It's very stupid. I can't believe I just said this all out loud. And so then I went and I switched and I was watching it in the living room on the big TV. And then, uh, and they scored. And so then I went back into my room and watched the rest of it on my phone. And they won. So that's a when keeping it real goes right. Yeah. Why didn't you just pause, like, watch the game once you were done and you catch up live instead of trying to watch it and play? Oh, like watch it on a delay? Yeah, and because you know, then it will have happened, and I would be so I was just leaving it on so I could hear if we scored or see how it was going. I didn't realize that it would go well when I was in my room, and then Uh, poorly as soon as I left my room. So then, once I noticed that, I was like, "Oh, it was me. I moved." And so then I just sat in my room and watched it on my phone. Which Dan was like, "Are you insane? We have TVs, multiple televisions. You could watch it." And I was like, "No, I gotta watch it on my phone." And why? Because they want. So again, you're welcome to the Bruins. Yeah, and I'm sorry to the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, well, Austin should apologize. So yeah, seriously, my God, it was taking him forever to fall asleep. Um, the stars are up on the Avalanche. Yeah, Two games. that's nuts. Sorry, I was yawning. <laughs> okay, I I understand that the hockey playoffs are riveting for you. No, when I have a headache, I yawn a lot. Is that weird? Uh. Because I think yawning is getting oxygen to your brain, isn't it? Yeah. So I think my brain's like, let me breathe. I okay. hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, do what you got to do. Stars. <laughs> Pretty crazy. The Avalanche looked amazing in there. Who'd they play in the last series? I don't remember. Was it the Flames? Mm-mm. That's how bad my brain is now. This was but a week ago. I, I wasn't watched- paying attention to any... Watched the games. That's horrendous. It wasn't, it wasn't Phoenix, was it? it? Coyotes. Yeah, it was the Coyotes. It was. Um, so yeah, looking great against the Coyotes is whatever, but it's the whatever. I thought the Avalanche were they were everybody was high on them. And now they're down to the stars. Um yeah. the biggest story in hockey. Mm-hmm. Is Marc Andre Fleury's agent was wilding on Twitter? <laughs> Tell me more. So the Golden Knights, you know, Marc Andre Fleury, you may know from Bark Andre Fleury, the dog, um, which is the preferred uh, Golden Knights player. But Marc Andre Fleury has been their goalie um, since they went to the Cup in their inaugural season, and since the bubble, I think, right? Or is it since the playoffs? That Lenore has been the goalie. I don't know. Uh, well, either way, they're riding with a different goalie. And so there's been questions about how Marc-Andre Fleury feels about all that. And then Robin, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury's um, agent, Alan Walsh, tweeted a picture of Fleury being impaled by a giant bloody sword with the name of the Golden Knights head coach written on it. Um, as in they're stabbing him in the back. And then Marc-Andre Fleury was like, can you delete it? And so <laughs> it. Uh, he tweeted regarding that picture. I just wanted to say, God, the word economy, just say less of that. You don't have to say all that. Anyway, I just wanted to say that Alan has been my agent for a long time. Okay. That sentence alone doesn't make any sense. Regarding that picture, Alan has been my agent for a long time. 
I've known him since I was 15 and I really appreciate his passion for the game. I think it was a way to defend me for not playing much, but I'm here to win with my team, which is the answer your agent is supposed to call you and tell you is the answer you're supposed to give. Yeah. Your yeah. agent is supposed to be the person that's like, hey, I know you're pissed, but you got to take down that post and instead say how grateful you are to be here. It's bullshit, but it's the bullshit that we, sorry, it's bull smurf. Bull smurf. But it's, bull, <laughs> it's the bull smurf that we traffic in in this industry is like a player can't really say how they feel because it could affect later contract negotiations. So you have to play the game. And um, it's crazy to think that you'd have to tell your agent. Like, I love his agent's passion. I can't decide if this is the best agent ever or the worst. I think it's a little bit of both. It's the best because he believes in you so much and he rides for you that he's like, this team's screwing my guy over. But at the same time, you don't want an agent who's going to fly off the handle on their Twitter because that's they're supposed to be a rep. They literally represent you. Yeah, I think I'm firmly in this is the worst agent camp. Yeah, but I mean, imagine him caring about you that much. Look, once you have an agent, when you feel like your agent's like, if your agent ever tells you a fact about your career and gets it wrong or asks you a question that you feel like they should definitely know, like, how often does your show film? Is that once once a week or is that every day? And you're like, hmm? When you feel like your agent doesn't even know you or care about you, you're like, yeah, this sucks. So you want, whenever you talk to your agent and they make you feel like they, I've watched every game and he missed this save and you would have made that save because you're stronger on your glove side. And like, if they had that sort of attention to detail on your career, that's a great agent. I think they can have that attention to detail, but I think the primary purpose of an agent is to help you succeed. And like that tweet is kind of like, to me, a couple posting on another person on their significant others like facebook page i love you so much it's like you don't this is not for me this is for everyone else who's seeing it you take against professing love on instagram it's just it's performative like that's that's not helping your guy yeah you're right not putting him in a good situation with either his current team or potential future teams who are like oh am i gonna have to deal with this like crazy agent is he part of the deal if I get Marc Andre Fleury? Like being impaled. Know. Impaled is a word you'd ever you don't ever want associated with a tweet. I, was, I thought impaled was like I thought it had to be from the front, and I was questioning that while. Oh, I always thought it had to be like the thing is standing upright and you fall down onto it. But it's like either back or. Travis has many things to say. Sorry, go ahead, Travis. Sorry, go ahead. It's one thing for the agent to just tweet out something like, okay, he's frustrated. He clearly had to reach out to somebody, have this image made. Like, Maybe this is more than a mistake. Maybe the agent is very good at Photoshop. <laughs> Which is another thing you probably don't want, because then he can Photoshop your contracts and make it look like he's probably not a great agent. Especially, I mean, another dead giveaway of that is that he's known him since he was 15. Yeah, um, he's probably like a friend. Maybe I don't. Uh, now I'm like, should we Google him? And he, maybe he's like some high-powered sports agent. Just in case you guys were curious, impaled really just means pierce or transfix with a sharp instrument. So there's no really uh, words. Word. Oh, he reps a lot of a lot of people. I don't think it's a friend. Okay, he reps Halak. Does he make photoshops for all of his clients? Because I'd be the I'm in on that. Let's see like, it. Dude, I had a great season. Did you get me a photo with like my stats or anything? Yeah, that would be cool. Like a graphic. He just makes them graphics. Or like a 
a Photoshop of them on top of a mountain. Like, yes. No, that'd be cool. Agent slash graphic designer. Yeah. He should put that on his podcast. He has a he wraps a lot of guys. Either way, um hockey. Baseball? Yeah. The Pirates have the worst record in the league. So I'd be honest, I haven't been watching a ton of baseball. That being said, I thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the headbutting of wow. the baseball. I thought you were gonna talk about how your boy Tater Tot Jr. led the majors in home runs. RBI's run with a southern accent. It's just Fernando Tatis Jr. Fernando right? Tater Jr. Little Tates. Little Tates. Little Fernando Tates. My little Tater Tot. We're going to call him Tater. We're going to call him Tater Tot for the rest of the season. So Tater Tot led the majors in home runs, RBIs, runs, and total bases. That Tater Tot is toasted. Oh, toasted Tater Tot. It's, it's really fun to talk in that yeah. accent. I know. Let's do it. All right, then. So best record in the league at the halfway point this week, the L.A. Dodgers. Why? What is that? Why are you a, a ring announcer? I don't know. I'm just getting into the role. Ooh, all right. ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, who are you? I have to be in the crowd if you're like, L.A. Dodgers. Oh, ooh, all right. Ooh, all right. Ooh. I'll see what you're doing. That's fine. And the uh, worst record. Yeah, the worst record. We are baseball. Pirates, blah, blah, blah. Pirates. Your teams, Ashley. I know. Well, they're not great. They're not great right now. Hopefully the Flyers come back. Uh, lots of beer, beer imagery happening with Trevor Bauer. Did you guys, did you you guys do that last name another try? Trevor Bauer. Bauer? Yeah, he's Trevor from Bauer. Trevor Bauer. Trevor, Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor. 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 really off the rails. <laughs> like, more so than usual. Yeah, but it's fun. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he did a beer thing. I feel like Trevor Bauer is just always doing a bit. And when he's not doing a bit, he's like being the worst. I don't know. That's kind of my like basic opinion. Like he's always being like, oh, I'm doing this. I don't know. He did a beer thing. Do we care? Travis thought it was cool. Sorry, Travis. Ashley, why don't you go ahead and tell the story for Travis? Uh, no, right. don't do it for me. No, he loves it. This is Travis's favorite. This is an interesting fact about Travis is that he loves this story. Here are the basic facts. Let's hit them. Sonny Gray. He had set a Reds record by striking out 45 hitters through five appearances this year. Okay. Our Lord 2020. That's right. So Bauer, Trevor Bauer, tweeted, hold my beer, hold my bear in response to the news. Okay. Budweiser, famous beer company, Mm. which is terrible and not as good as Coors Light. So Budweiser challenged him. To strike out 14 batters in his next two starts so that he would surpass Sonny Gray's 45. And they said if he did it, they'd make a custom Cincinnati bud can. Woohoo! So Bauer did it. Char Bauer did it. Uh-huh. And then, because he likes attention, he wrote Buds, B-U-D-S, into the dirt. Not as a friendship thing, but, oh, I feel like we're about to get my kid. Yes. Buds. Oh. And then they Char- say Bud. <laughs> Hi. Hi, bud. Hey, bud. Austin, Austin, come here. Come here really quick. Come here. The really would like to have a chat with you, Austin. Daddy's glasses. Yeah. I need you to say something into the mic for me. Come here. Can you go say something for mine? Just say no, something. No. Can you say Fernando Titus Jr.? Just like. <laughs> say it, Austin. 
No. Oh, he's climbing underneath. Say, say Coors Light. <laughs> okay. How about, can you say Coors Light? No. Say Coors Light. No. Who's that? Hi. Is that Kiki? Carlos is often being dangled upside down in front of the camera. Say Coors Light. It's an audio medium. All right, then you have to leave. I love you. And you can't. Uh, there goes your college fund. Thanks. <laughs> Kids don't learn somehow. So he wrote buds in the dirt, Ashley. Yeah. And then he, he struck somebody else out, which put him at 46. And then he mimed chugging a beer. Cool. No. Travis, what was your favorite part about this story? Beer. Uh, my favorite part would have been if it was Coors Light. But the fact that he acted nice. like he chugged a beer was the best. Okay. While pitching at Miller Park. Oh, oh God, yeah. we hit all three. We hit the trifecta. Eat Smurf, Miller Park. Eat Smurf. Also, <laughs> man, the Karma Smurf run. <laughs> Coming um, up a bunch on this. Box. You were talking before about Cole Calhoun. That's another one oh. of those names. Sounds like they was born to play baseball. I'm oh. Cole Calhoun. Cole Calhoun's been playing baseball ever since he was in his mama's womb. You know what I mean? He he came out. What? <laughs> I don't I don't know what you mean actually. Okay. Could you expand up where were the bases? The fallopian tubes? <laughs> what I don't actually know what you mean. I need you to explain it. He was playing baseball in his mother's womb is what you said. And then you said know what I mean and I have to be honest I don't. I don't. Were there other people in there? No. Was it a one man league? Just a league. So he was the league leader in every stat. Every category. All right. I I think I'm going to need, I'm going to look at it later. I'm going to Google that. Okay. I don't want to drag down the podcast. No, with, no. My, with my no, lack of, with yeah. my ignorance, you know, with my lack of understanding about womb baseball. <laughs> that's on me. And I will do the work on my own time. So rather than drag you down, why don't you move on and tell me more about Cole Calhoun's external, exto, ex, ecto womb baseball playing. What does it mean when you're, you have an endoskeleton or an exoskeleton? Yeah, I had it right at first. Exo womb baseball. What's happening in his exo womb baseball career? He was about <laughs> out at second base and so he just leaned forward and bumped the ball with his head yeah, there was a pop fly he was on first he rushed back to the base so that so as not to get picked off the ball overthrew they overthrew the first baseman i think it was daniel murphy and uh so he when he saw the ball go past him tried to break for second not realizing that the catcher was in the exact position where he should have been backing up first base. So he had the ball. So he threw that to second. So he's about to be caught in a pickle. And rather than maybe he's just pickle averse, he decided he would um, headbutt the ball so that it couldn't go to the second baseman. Forgetting the all important rule that if you purposefully obstruct the path of the baseball in when running between bases, you are out. And so it was, out to watch it yeah much joy you enjoyed it i would say lately when i've been watching hockey i've just been fascinated i've always been fascinated but it's just been like watching so many games 
the little things they do that you're like, they couldn't have possibly known. Like when they swat a puck out of the air or like redirect it, you're like, did he know it was going to go exactly there in the net? Um, Getting your head directly where the ball is, it's kind of tough. Someone's throwing a ball and you're just like, ah, you got to like line that up while also running between bases. A very impressive athletic feat. Yeah, I think I think that's true. Only able to pull it off because he's been practicing for so long. Yes. Since since pre pre birth. Correct. He's been practicing it in the in the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now this segue is I don't think the be... balls go in the womb, Ashley. <laughs> but I don't know how it all works. Football? What are we doing football. on football? Let's talk about football. Uh, the NFL, I know I saw today the 49ers were like, we're going to have our first home game with no fans. We're honestly at the point where when I was on my family vacation, people just kept turning to me and being like, is this happening? Because we're at the point now where like, if you play fantasy football. Yeah, that's my, that was going to be my follow up question. I think I'm sitting this year out. I don't, I, but I, I think if the season starts and continues uninterrupted and we have a full season, I'm going to be pissed. I didn't do it. Yeah. But I'm also like, I go hard in the paint on my prep and uh, like color coding, all of that. And so like to do all that, to then have the season be canceled, if that were to happen, I would be like, that sucks. It would be a waste. Yeah, I agree. But I also don't, I don't know. It's honestly at this point now where you're hearing some teams say half fans or some teams say this many fans and some teams say no fans and you're like are these games are so we're doing this i i genuinely don't know how it's how it it could work with any fans i think it's risky enough trying to do it not in a bubble so like why someone's gonna get it and the thing is is like whether it's a player or not a player if somebody gets it that isn't a player and you don't catch it fast enough, they'll give it to the players. It's just one of those things that seems like every time we do this, someone gets it and we're like, oh man. And it's like, yeah. I mean, at some point you have to be like, someone's going to get it. Yeah. So understanding that if you go into it with that assumption, someone's going to get it. Then it's like, now you have to be like, okay, what happens when someone gets it? How are we making sure that nobody gets it and gives it to anybody else? And this like false positive thing that happened the other day, where mm-hmm. 77 tests came back. They all were tested at the same New Jersey lab, but from 11 different NFL teams, 77 tests came back positive when they did their Saturday testing. And then they all went and did another test and all were negative. So it's just like, what happens when that happens in the season? Now that we've been told that false positives can happen, are we never using that lab again? Or is this a, is this a that lab problem or a, a widespread problem mm-hmm. to now that we think that lab that false positives can happen when we hear that there are positives? Are we going to be like, they're probably not real play anyway? Like, I, I just am so confused. And I think it's like we have to understand that everybody is getting they're getting more information than us, but a lot of this information is conflicting and confusing. I think whenever we think about organizations, we always expect that they have some sort of, I don't know, maturity or ability that we all don't have. But it's like, you got to remember, these are just people. It's all people. Think about your office. Remember those? We used to go to them. When you would have mm-hmm. meetings 
and like try to get things done. Those are the same meetings that happen with the NFL. Like there's not saying everybody's incompetent, but like everybody's just a person trying to figure out. At least one person in the room is. Yeah. That's like math. That is just (laughs) statistics. There's at least one incompetent person in every meeting. And everybody knows who it is. And if you don't know who it is, probably you. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? I just keep feeling like, and of course the NFL has done nothing to gain the trust of a lot of its fans. Um, Like Roger Goodell went on Emmanuel Acho's show the other day and said that they should have listened to Kaepernick sooner and better understood what it was that he was protesting. And I, I saw that headline and a lot of people were like, this is awesome. I'm so glad he said it. And I'm like, motherfucker. A mother smurfer, sorry, Travis. <laughs> mother smurfer, we he's been telling you there's no reason for you to have not listened other than you chose not to, or you were swayed by the passion of a smaller group. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you didn't listen. Why don't you tell me why you didn't listen instead of let's examine that instead of spending time on you getting brownie points for being like, we should have listened to you a lot sooner. No Smurf. We all knew you should have listened to him sooner. We've all been yelling that. And we all got in trouble for talking about it and insisting that the league was fumbling it. And now he's like, you guys were right, essentially, without saying those words. And it's like, okay, well, can people get unsuspended for having to, like, it's, this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, saying you guys were right doesn't. Yeah, he agrees. He has thoughts. It doesn't. It doesn't fix any mistakes of the past or give us anything. Like I don't want like a. It's like a a thumbs up with no action behind right. it. Like uh, do something then. Yes, and if you're going to admit that you should have listened sooner, then we need to start talking about how you may have directly contributed to the worsening of the situation, because this has now become such a polarizing issue that never should have been that polarizing. Yep. It would still be polarizing against racists, but it wouldn't have polarized so many other people who were made to believe it was okay to say what he was protesting was the flag and that this was an anti-military message. That did real damage to the conversation that is lasting, that is still damaging the conversation to this day. There's still people who hear Kaepernick and roll their eyes because they think he's anti-American which is a a narrative that Roger Goodell and the NFL directly contributed to with the way that they handled it. So it's nice now for him to come out and be like, we should have listened sooner. But like the next sentence out of your mouth should be like, and by not listening, we've made this a lot worse and made his fight a lot harder. But I don't. And now here's. Yeah. And here's now how we're going to, we probably can't fix and undo what we've done, but here's what we're going to do moving forward. Yes. Because the next Kaepernick on any issue that does anything about this with any issue, who's to say you're not going to do that again? And then in six months or three years or 10 years go, we really messed that up. It's like, okay, how are you not going to mess the next thing up? And so the reason I'm on this weird tangent is because like, anytime I hear anything about like false positives, my brain just goes, were they false? Like, I just, I don't trust, there's not a lot of trust between me personally and that organization, like the, the, the messaging they put out. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's, I mean, a huge part of contributing why we're not sure if the season's even going to happen because like none of us trust the NFL to handle it appropriately. If something does go wrong. For teams where a lot of them have opted out of the season. Yeah. Or left for Tampa Bay. (laughs) 
guys deserve six decades of failure, so... Yeah, no, we're, I know we had... We knew this was coming. Like, Patriots fans outwardly to the world were like, yeah, we're on top. But, like, at our own little private parties, we're like, how much longer do you think we got till this <laughs> really blows up in our face? Like, we knew. Oh, um, man, remember parties? I know. Weird. I'm excited for Cam, but I'm also... My brain also just goes, well, if he doesn't do well and it's not his fault because everybody opted out of the season, then some, then that might do lasting damage to his career. That's a narrative people would be very willing to accept, is that Cam Newton isn't good. And um, they'd be accepting it for the wrong reasons, and it wouldn't be based on facts. But it's going to be another impossible hill to die on, you know? Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about college football, where things are looking up. Are they? Nope. <laughs> Oh, let's see. I mean, first, we've got to pour one out for Dabo Sweeney, who (laughs) instead of making the $8.25 million he was supposed to make this year, will only make $7,562,500. Why can't I? How do you say that? $7,562,500. I found it. He's taking. He's still like, making a lot. Taking a six hundred eighty-seven thousand five hundred dollar pay cut, which is that pay cut. Fun fact: exceeds the annual salaries of at least twenty-four football bowl subdivision head coaches. Just his pay cut. So just to restate that, so twenty-four FBS coaches make less uh, in a year than mm-hmm. the pay cut that he's taking, not the final number. The Correct. Pay, the amount of the pay cut. Yes. Okay. Um, Not much and, to say there. <laughs> look, any reduction of anyone's salary, <clears throat> this may be personal now, uh, any amount of money that now is a lot <laughs> less money um, obviously affects your life because you plan as if your salary is always going to go incrementally, but up. Um, for a certain period of your career. So like, I get that it's still, I'm not like minimizing that that will affect him somehow. It is just crazy that um, that's a headline. And I feel bad that that's a headline. For him or for all of us reading the headline? I just feel badly. I don't like writing about, I don't like when we talk about people's money, um, but for college sports, it makes me, I'm like, well, we do need to talk about it. Cause you're a pub, you're like a public employee. Mm-hmm. Speaking of employees, Oh, I was going to say, and the kids aren't getting paid. And speaking of the kids not getting paid. All right. Here's a better. Um, That's okay. I was, I was just, that was me letting you know I was going to get there because this, I don't know if he's been a nemesis on the podcast as much as he was a nemesis of mine on Always Late. Like running week to week punchline, literal punchline. Go out of our way to find an Urban Meyer headline so that we could write an Urban Meyer punchline. Sometimes we would find a completely unrelated headline and write an Urban Meyer punchline to it. It was like, oh, is this nice little, oh, there it is. There's the Urban Meyer. <laughs> uh, so Urban Meyer says that he's heartbroken for players and coaches after the cancellation of the Big Ten football season. Um, and while talking about this, Urban yeah. Meyer said, I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to tell you what the issue is with it. I think you'll find it, but I'm just going <laughs> to There's no other profession where your employees or the people you lead, um, you you go into their homes when they're 17 years old, hug their families and promise them that you're going to take care of their kids. In corporate America, you don't do that. You just hire people. In athletic administration or even university administration, you don't do that. 
Why what? is he comparing uh, college football players to, to, to employees? employees? Yeah. You know, Urban, the reason that in other jobs, you don't have to go to someone's home when they're 17 and hug their family and promise you're going to take care of the kid is because you pay them. Yeah. You, you enter into a, a social contract where you exchange your services for money. Mm. So you don't have to plead with a family or tell them we've got the best bookstore or tell them that the crime rates are low. You don't have to do any, you don't have to petition because you're paying them money yeah. for the service they're providing you. Mm -hmm. It yeah. feels like he started that sentence. You notice it when he says, or the people you lead, because he says employees and you hear, I think in his brain, he goes, oh, careful. So he's like, <laughs> or the people you lead, right? And you, and you, you go into their homes when they're 17 and you hug their families and you promise them you're going to take care of them. In corporate America, you don't do that. You know, you just hire people in athletic administration or you know, even university administration. You don't, you don't do that. It's like he's going, oh, oh no, I dug the hole. Now I fell in it. Now there's dirt. I don't know what to do. Pretend I didn't know about it. I mean, it's just chef's kiss that you're trying yeah. to find a metaphor or trying to be like, no, no one else has it as hard as us. And while doing so, you find the innate problem with your industry which is you know what else doesn't happen to urban meyer in other industries um a guy makes the annual salaries of 24 coaches uh in a pay cut to his actual pay and still makes upwards of seven million dollars so you know what i do think that does happen in, in some other industries not as not as many like yeah. the CEO of two very similar companies don't make vastly different salaries. They do, but it's not like that. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things that don't happen. You can't, you can't compare yourself to corporate America when it suits you and then say you're nothing like corporate America when it doesn't. Now, Travis, you've been very quiet and I know you're in Ohio. Stone -faced. State. Yeah. I'm sure you love Urban Meyer and you think he's the leader of young men he purports himself to be. Uh, what are your thoughts? I see both sides. Oh, here he we go. That's clearly, not the segment we used to do called Gotta Hear Both Sides. Go ahead. He clearly saying employee and stuff like that. But he is right in the fact that you do go into the houses, 15, 16 year olds and telling those families that you're going to take care of their kids and help them propel their careers. But yes, the argument about paying athletes. I mean, you tell them that. How often are you held accountable for what you promise the parents? Because they also tell uh, the parents they're going to take care of the kids and sacrifice them in other ways. Well, I think you're held accountable when you're trying to go down, recruit another kid in the future and they're saying, they're seeing past issues where you did the athletes wrong and they're going, well, you promised me this, but you know, this kid that just graduated is bad mouthing you or, you know, this or that. Yeah. Well, one thing I did find interesting that he said was that he was talking about the letters, the, the letter that the players wrote supporting the way that Ohio state had been like, we're, you know, we're canceling the season or whatever. Um, he said that it contrasted with the critical letters that like Pac-12 players wrote. This was the thing we were kind of talking about the other day where I was like, you know, because parents wrote the angry letters and said that they were going to yell at, you know, conferences. I don't remember which. Was it Big Ten? 
the parents were like, we, how dare you cancel the season? We're pissed. And I was like, they should be doing the opposite, which is like, thank you for putting our health of our children first. Um, so that I thought was a, a good thing that really had nothing to do with Urban Meyer. Well, I think the parents more importantly want transparency over anything. Yes. Which I understand of the, like, if you're going to cancel it, what's the information that you're getting that's causing you to cancel it? Why does Which is it- why the, the right. Pac-12, you haven't seen this backlash because they said, here's our data. This is why we're doing it. Yeah. Well, speaking of schools having games or not having games, affecting the kids, Ashley, why don't you tell us what's going on at North Dakota State? I... I'm very interested in this. So NDSU has a promising quarterback prospect, Trey Lance, and they're not playing a season, but they are discussing a single game like showcase so that Trey Lance specifically can show off for NFL scouts. So on Monday, they announced they're going to play a game on October 3rd against Central Arkansas, specifically... Central Arkansas powerhouse program. That's right. Um, Specifically so that this kid can show off. And so speaking of, you know, hearing both sides, one, you cancel football because of a pandemic, but then you decide it's okay to play one game, which really, like is flying in the face of canceling football because of the pandemic. Well, I think what also, did, oh, sorry, go ahead. The, on the other side, like you have seniors who are very talented and you don't want to take away their chances of getting scouted. And so you're giving this kid an opportunity to show off for scouts, but also that's so much pressure on that kid knowing that people's literal lives are at stake so that you can have a good game. What if you play like crap? It's so like my head is swimming about this story. I don't know how it feels like a, the logic behind we can play one game, but not have a season feels like we don't know what to do if people test positive. But if we have one game and people test positive, we don't have to figure out the logistics of what do we do now? Because yeah. there was only one game. And so now you all go home and take care of yourselves. Like, I don't know if that's where they're coming from, but it's the logic to me of like, well, we could play one game because if people get sick, it won't derail a whole season because we canceled the season only playing one game. Yeah. But, but I don't know that that's, I'm not saying that's what they said. But people are still get sick. Yeah, um, they could. For yeah, sure. They, they could still get sick. And then, you know, we've talked about this before, like long-term effects, still giant question mark. Yeah. You know? So I don't, I really don't know how I feel about it. Like at first I was like, that's really stupid. And then I was like, oh, that's really nice. And then I was like, oh, that's a lot of pressure. And really. Also, it's one game. I don't think anybody watches one game and is like, this guy's a star. Exactly because of what you just said. If he has a bad game. Yeah. Or if he has a good game, you could still be like, well, that was only one good game. I need to see more. Yeah, I do. I do feel like when they do the like senior bowl or whatever, I hear analysts be like, oh, and they really showed off at this in this one particular senior bowl. They hadn't realized this guy was this good until that performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the senior bowl, they spend like the week working out with the like two NFL coaching Mm. staff, too. So that that's probably a big impact as well. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, Trey Lance, 
we're big fans of you. Always have been. Yeah. I love your, your confidence in the pocket. Mm-hmm. And your ability to run. He's a, he's great in the air. I think. Yeah. He's yeah. got great technique. Great technique. Like uh, really fast release. Real tight you know? spiral, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not as mobile on the ground. But like a really high football IQ, you can, yes. you can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big wonder. He's going to have a big wonder lick. High wonder lick score. It's really an audio medium, but I wish they could see our faces <laughs> when we do this bit. Um, yeah. Speaking of getting one shot, one opportunity. Dan Snyder joined Twitter. I thought this was going to be an Eminem reference. But it it kind of was, but he's but he's private. Why? He's got one shot. He knows that tweet's got to be good. It's got to be a fight. There's a lot of pressure on one tweet. Most people have done the like, hi, it's me. I'm on Twitter. And we're past that. Now, what do you, what do you bring into the table with your four followers? <laughs> can Can't we wait keep, to see it? Can we keep it that way? Like, you don't have to follow somebody on Twitter to read their tweets. You can go to their Twitter and see them. I think we should all right now enter into a pact that we won't follow Dan Snyder and try to spread the word so nobody else will follow Dan Snyder so that even once he starts tweeting, he doesn't. He still has four followers. I want him to think the website's broken. I want him to call an IT guy and be like, what's going on? I'm sending tweets. I have four followers. And we're all reading his tweets so we can like write about them, make jokes about them, talk about them on our podcast. We're not going to follow him. Okay. Think of one major news, a name that's in the news a lot, who tweets a lot, who I don't follow because I don't have to. I'm not going to say it here. Yeah, don't say it. I also am in the same boat. Weirdly. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think Dan Snyder should also be on that list. You can also even, speaking of him being on a list, you can add a Twitter account to a list without following them. Then you can log on, click on that list, see their tweets, you didn't follow them. Just saying. If Dan let's keep, you don't seem as passionate about this as I am. Don't let's follow keep, Dan Snyder. Let's keep Dan Snyder at four followers. Okay. His fifth follower, I want a word with. Yeah, they're dead to us. Dead to I, us. I just put Rest a follower in. request in. You have to request it? Yeah, because it's private. Because it's private. Travis? I want to be the fifth follower. Tra- if, I'm the sixth, if I'm the sixth, I'll unfollow him. Travis, if I can't even get my message out to you, the third person on this three-person podcast, oh boy, then what does that say about the effective? What did I say wrong that did not sell you on "Let's Keep Dan Snyder at Four? You made not a only didn't sell you, like made you proactively go the I other direction. You went and follow requested him. You asked for the right to hear what he has to say, just so I can unfollow him and say, "Yeah, no, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't moonwalk." You said that you want to follow him. Just so I can block him. Let's. let's Trav, that was a real smurf move, buddy. Someone. You don't have to follow someone to block them. Trust me. Oh, boy. Let's keep Dan Snyder at less than five followers. (laughs) Let's keep Dan Snyder. There you go. Put that on it. Call that graphics guy. Call that, 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 that agent. Make us a graphic. Keep Dan Snyder under five followers. Uh, I'm going to make a 
a Photoshop of Katie getting impaled with a sword that says traffic trap. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you to leave it up. I'm not going to tell you to take it down. Um, I think that's it. What, uh... no, wait, wait, wait. One quick Star Wars story. Of course. I just, I have to mention it. Mark Davis made a big, like, hurrah speech um, on Friday for the team's first practice at Allegiant Stadium. And he said, welcome to the Death Star, where our opponent's dreams come to die. This Death Star apart. gets blown up always. Take it apart. I, like, it, it, I don't have to. Like, you haven't seen Star Wars. You know that the Death Star gets blown up yeah. like, every time they try to build whatever iteration of it. Like, what a terrible thing to call your stadium. So multiple oh, times in Star Wars, they build a Death Star? Yeah, it's it's not great. They, like, build it, and then they're like, guess what? It's not, uh, it's it's back and bigger than ever. And then they're like, it's not the Death Star, but it is. It's just a planet. It's, any in any case, bad word choice by Mark Davis, which, who could have predicted it? It's like, he's like, welcome to the Titanic of stadiums. <laughs> unsinkable. Right. And you're like, do you know how it ended? Yeah. I know it was meant to be unsinkable, but did you keep watching? Because it yeah. doesn't last yeah mm. you got it you got oh, it sick mark davis that's not only making good decisions as is evidenced by his haircut that's right mm. the only other thing i wanted to talk about i wonder what his pandemic hair looked like Ugh. or did rich people oh, not have to deal with that don't you think that was his pandemic hair well, the that's whole time? do you think it could have gotten worse or do you think uh, it actually got better yeah somehow it could have gotten better because if it got long enough on the top he would have to part it and tuck it behind his ear. I don't know. I'll look it up. Maybe he Slip does a little back. like flip. Oh, yeah, with like a swoop. He doesn't strike oh. me as somebody who uses product. Mm. Yeah, you have to buy that. Yeah, and you have to like use it regularly. Mm. Mm. Did you watch Summer Slap? I did this not. Weekend? What didn't you watch it in a big AEW house? Oh, okay, that's fair. They uh, they debuted the Thunderdome set, where they basically took over Amway Center in Orlando. And it looks incredible. Travis, did you watch it? No. No. Didn't McAfee wrestle? He wrestled he did. on NXT. Yeah, um, NXT. And he crushed. Yeah, I know. I, I saw, saw a clip of it. Clip of like, it. It's okay. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I will say that two things of note, they put every other sports broadcast to shame with their virtual fans. It looked so good. Oh, they really? had like yeah, you should uh, I should send you a screen grab. It's like it looked awesome. Like they made it look like an actual like stadium as opposed to like five people like it looked so good. Oh, wait, I maybe really I did impressed. see a clip of it and I didn't like it. Oh, I really liked it. I think you can I think their faces are too big. Okay. I think my issue with it is that you shouldn't be able to see that much of someone's face. You're supposed to just see like nondescript faces and people. I feel like you got that more in WWE than you do in like NBA. I, yeah, the, I hate the way the NBA. The does. NBA one's not framing up shots of yourself is not easy. Clearly, right? Well, some of us are You're better not than good at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, all right. So you liked it? All right. I really liked it. It looked awesome, and Roman Reigns fun. came back. Oh, which he has been gone. You're like, oh, he was. He was. No, he's I been know. out. He's been out since like the pandemic, right? Pretty much, he's yeah. autoimmune, yes, compromised, uh, immunocompromised, and I think he also had like newborn twins that he was like trying to protect. So he's been gone for months, and he came back, and that was exciting. Um, I will say 
that he did look a little bit different mm-hmm. than he did when he left. If in you terms... had to say specifically where he looked different. Um, like maybe in like the oral region. Yikes, Ashley. Why? His, his mouth. The Smurf region. Don't his say that word. Smurf. He was, his teeth were oh. looking very Smurfy. Mm. What does that mean in that context? Well, if wow. you were a Smurf. That's right. Um, then you know. So recently, because pandemic, I went down a rabbit hole on the internet of about um, veneers. Yeah. Have you ever seen what they do to your teeth underneath the veneer? Don't they like file them into teeny points or something like that? They like shave them into little nubbins. Yeah. It's so weird. Teeth nub. And so whenever I see somebody, which is a lot because I watch a lot of Lifetime movies, whenever I see somebody with a mouth full of veneers, they're almost like purple white because mm-hmm. they're so white and they're almost like translucent. I just picture their mouth. I can't unsee those like little <gasps> nubs. What? No, I've just, I've thought about getting them. No. Well, I have, my tooth is brown. No. And it really, it's something I'm really self-conscious I thought about. about. Yeah, me too. I thought about getting them for this tooth that's out of order that looks black, but it's just because it's behind all my other teeth. So just make that guy a little nub. No. A tiny replacement. <laughs> yeah. But then your teeth are just, you don't have teeth. Yeah, I mean, you do. But if you pop off your veneers, you're like, it's crazy I don't think, looking. I don't think they're supposed to pop off. I'm I know, but sure they will. Will they? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That is true. You aren't wrong about that. <laughs> and so just assume it's going to go wrong. You're going to okay. lose a tooth and then you're going to be on TV with like a little nubbin. Well, I, I... Wait, you think while you're on air, you're going to lose a tooth? <laughs> yeah, I used to wear fake nails when I was bartending and I'd be like, I don't think that's a thing. And then all of a sudden you're missing three and you are you have to burn the ice because now you can't find your nail. I don't think... Uh, don't they just pop off okay sometimes smurfs pop off yeah they sure do sometimes smurf pops off it's replacing the word in that pops off yep that just sounded like another another chapter in karma smurf smurf pops off you know what let's hear that last voicemail Hey, Katie and Ashley, this is Rachel from Alabama. Uh, this is the, my third try, so hopefully I get it right. Um, I am on a little road trip, and it got me to thinking, if you had to, like, give a car for your personality, what car would you give or vehicle or truck or whatever, and why? Okay. Um, love you guys. Mean it. Thanks. Love you, mean it. Love your accent. <laughs> Fernanda Tatum. He's a big fan of Cole Calhoun. She loves Cole Calhoun. She loves Fernando Titus Jr. And she loves NASCAR. I also love a third try. I bet the first two were fine. They weren't. I also want to know where she's going. Um, So I was thinking about this question, famously preparing the podcast. And I was like, Dan, what personality is, what car is my personality? And he said, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Ooh. And I said, why? And he said, because you got four-wheel drive and nobody expected that. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I think it means that like you exceed everybody's expectations. Sure. Yeah, that's you are right smarter. Day one of the pandemic way of looking at it. You are smarter and funnier and a little saucier than anybody anticipated coming out of little Katie Nolan. Mm-hmm. And I'm American. And you are as our Jeep Grand Cherokee's built in America. It's a Jeep like America. It's I don't know. I thought it was. Travis is Probably. making face as if he is withholding information. I don't, I don't know if it's I don't, I don't think America when I think Jeep. Merca. What if it had a flag on it? What if it said Merca? If it has a flag, but then America. When you honked the horn, it went Merca. Oh, well, then of course. And <laughs> yes. it probably drank the Coors Light. That's Damn right. right. But not Wait. while we're driving. Did you Google it, Ashley? Yes, America. Thank you. Um, mostly. Mostly. Oh, well, me too. So, um, <laughs> Ashley, what car are you? Well, I I interpreted this a little. Well, no, I just went with the vehicle route. Okay. Not, it's not a car. Are you a are you a are you a four wheeler? Uh, I am not. Here, let me let me explain I first. Think let me build the anticipation. So I th- I wanted to go with something that was like a little wild, you know, because like when I was younger, I was a little wild. I was like loved adrenaline, you know okay. what I mean? Love when you were going fast and wind in my face. Sure. But now that I'm a little older, I'm a lot I'm a lot more practical and like a little bit lame. So I'm going to go with a motorcycle but that has like one of those sidecars. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like this. And that's, that was the end of my I century. would have gone with a, a jet ski. You're famously oh. a, a water-based vehicle. Yeah. That's you a great. Definitely a water-based vehicle. Yeah. But maybe you're a jet ski. Do they make jet skis with those little things on the side? Cause that's you. Mm. You're a know. paddle boat of a person. If they don't, you're, then... a, you're a kayak. Mm. No, I need something. I need something that has the ability for speed because I still get those, that urge. One of know? those, uh, one of those motorboats where you have to like on the, oh, like you have to pull the yeah, like one of the yeah. ones that get that Shia LaBeouf would get away in in a movie. Thanks. Like a John boat. Yeah, that's you. Or or a motorcycle with a sidecar. Or that yours was also right. I just it's got to be an amphibious motorcycle, or I can't get behind it. Okay. I'll think about it. Travis, what kind of car? You're a pickup truck. I, I was going to say like a Chevy You're Colorado. A Chevy. You're a red Chevy. Are you kidding you had, me? You had a particular like, truck you wanted, Katie, and I'm you, just a generic truck. You present as a Chevy. Like a little sporty, but also practical. Like, okay. That's me. With, okay. you know, screaming America. And root for America. Wearing a trucker hat. Oh, that's the only hats I wear. You are a truck. That's why you wear truck or hat. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it for this week's edition of Sports, folks. Shout out to Coors Light, Burrow, Indeed, and Simply Safe. And shout out to the Dan Lebitard Show, which is on from 10 to noon Eastern um, on the radio. Plus, you can now listen to original content before and after the radio show. That's so much content. Mm. You can basically be with Dan all day. That was the pitch for my quarantine as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, a big thanks to you guys for listening, you know, on the three different platforms that you're going to listen on. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, okay? Mm-hmm. And then, um, or whatever, three, you know, it really doesn't matter. Uh, or you can always leave us a nice review wherever you're listening to this podcast, which by the way, we read and we love them. Like this one from PDX Import that says, 
famously a great pod, even though Cammy Nolan says friends shouldn't be in groups of three, this podcast proves her wrong. The banter and obvious friendship Katie, Ashley, and insert name of current producer have is just awesome. They play <laughs> off each other so well. It feels like you're just out with friends grabbing a drink. Remember to be like the red vine, fun, flexible, and a little bit twisted. We've done so many podcasts that I don't know if that's a callback to something we said or if that is a slogan for Red Vine. Because uh, this is a Twizzler household, so I don't know a lot about Red Vine. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the latter. And lastly, don't forget that you can always... Leave us a voicemail. Take a deep breath and leave us a voicemail at 860-506-5571. Say goodbye, Ashley. Bye. Say goodbye, Trav. Bye. 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 I love you, mean it.